Washington in a new film from Spike Lee. We thank you for coming because you didn't have to come. You could have stayed home and uh, watched Arsenio Hall or something. <laughs> Mo Better Blues. We're shaking cats and kittens. This is Rob Lee, and this is Let's Watch It Again. And I'm saying to you, it's a dick thing. Greg's with me. Jesus Christ. What? Is that not what he says in the movie? <laughs> yes, it is. But, you know, it's two black people. We can't be arguing this whole time. So. You're uh, less black. Uh, we're, we're doing more better blues, by the way, because we kind of buried the lead a little bit there. Pick up the pieces. Stop it. <laughs> so. All right. So so this movie, um, this is a movie that I discovered recently on my uh, return to um, watching black cinema, specifically black cinema from the 90s. And um, I get accused. Right. See, Mm -hmm. unlike some people, when I get accused of doing certain things, oh, you don't watch black movies. I will watch them. So. This is my this is my attempt to watch it, and it was on Peacock. So this is my attempt to watch it. I watched this in the same week that I watched, I believe, Mo Money. Ooh, that's a good. And one uh, I think I rewatched Boomerang in that same week. So I was having a very black weekend. Well, week. So 
without much further ado, I'm going to get into some of the particulars and then we'll get into some trivia. And then we'll talk about, as we always do, some of our favorite scenes and what works and what doesn't work in this movie. Okay. How's that sound? That sounds fine. I do have a question, though. Okay. Because you went through this peacock marathon phrasing. Well, I mean, oh. it wasn't purely through peacock. Like That was through peacock, but the other ones I uh, got through uh, illicit means. Okay. So can you rank the films? They're not in the same... Between those three? In terms of your personal enjoyment of the three. Uh, I enjoyed this one more, especially because I'm doing Getting to the Truth in This Art as a series right now. Uh, followed by uh, Boomerang. Boomerang is my number one seed. This is number two. And number three is uh, Mo Money. Gotcha. That's kind of my same ranking. Mo Money turns into an action film at a point and it gets stupid and it just doesn't work in the last act. Fun fact. Yesterday was my first time ever watching this movie completely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen it. Uh, well, one and a half times. So, yeah, there you go. Mm. But it's worth our attention because um, it's not necessarily one of those milestone anniversaries, but there's a movie that came out in 1990. So here's the synopsis. Mm. Mo' Better Blues is a 1990 American musical comedy genre film starring Denzel Washington, Wesley Snipes, and Spike Lee, who also wrote, produced, and directed the film. It follows the period in time of fictional jazz trumpeter Bleak Gilliam, who's played by Digital Washington, as a series of bad decisions result in jeopardizing both his relationship and his playing career. The film focuses on themes of relationship, loyalty, honesty, cause and effect, and ultimately salvation. It features the music of Branford Marsalis, uh, of the Branford Marsalis Quartet, Quartet. and uh, Terrence Blanchard on trumpet, who plays uh, for Bleak uh, Gilliam's character. So he's playing for Denzel's character. Mm-hmm. And the film is released was released five months after the death of Robin Harris and is dedicated to his uh, memory. It is his penultimate acting role. Uh, so this came out the same year as House Party. Yep. And this was um, this was a August third uh, release. Do you want to know what it came out against? I know it had to be a kids film. Um, it came out against Ducktales, the uh, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Oh wow! And uh, Young Guns Two. Oh, I like Young Guns Two. So Young Guns Two finished uh, first. Um, during yeah. that um, week, that that opening week, mm-hmm. and um, Mo Better Blues finished second. Um, it opened at four point three million dollars in nineteen ninety dollars, mm-hmm. and um, it earned over its lifespan um, theatrically just over sixteen million against a ten million dollar budget. Ooh, that's not good. I mean, it's it, it was profitable. It's profitable, yeah, but that depends on how marketed it was too. Cause marketing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think they did marketing a lot differently then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because like looking for trailers for this, the trailer is like three minutes long. So I don't think that that was on TV. No, that's just the movie theater trailer. And, <laughs> and, and I think the movie theater trailer, I think that's a whole different fucking thing. Yeah. So here's here's the cast. There's some interesting connections in this cast. It's like did, a, you peep any the, did you peep any of the connections? It's like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, it's a lot of the dudes that were in friggin' uh, uh, another 1990s movie that we did. Kings of New York. Yeah. Yeah. So you had Denzel Washington as, okay, I'm going to name the actor. Can you name the character? Yes. Denzel Washington. The main character. Fuck, what's his name? (laughs) Already fucking up. Already fucking up. Bleak Gilliam. Bleak. Yeah, Bleak. Not to be confused with Memphis Bleak. Uh, Spike Lee. Giant. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Shadow. The best Full name, kid. please. 
<laughs> you Shadow would. Henderson. Shadow Henderson. Um, Joey Lee, uh, Spike's sister. That is Indigo. Can you do you have full, the full name? I don't have the full name. I okay, just, we'll go just go by first names. Thing, okay. Uh, Cinda Williams. She was definitely Clark. That is Clark. Yes, yes, Clark. She was. Clark. <laughs> uh, John Carlos Esposito. Left. Left hand. Oh, excuse me. Left hand. Because that, that that is the first name. Left hand Lacey, which yeah. is a great jazz name. Yes, it is. Um, this is this sounds like a a gay a gay film name. Bill Nunn's character. Damn it! What was it? And I bottom hammer. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Yo! Wow! What name was this? <laughs> but you know what? He was the bass player, so I guess still. that yeah, they they, they kind of went for it, you know. They probably called him Hammer a lot in it, and it's like no, it's actually Bottom Hammer. It's like r- run that back. Uh. So I'm, I'm going to skip over a few people, um, but there's, there's a few great names in here, like uh, Jeff Tane Watts, his name, Rhythm Jones. Uh, Dick Anthony Williams, his name is Mr. Gilliam, so that's, that's uh, Bleak's dad. A.B. Yep. Uh, Lincoln is mom, Lillian Gilliam. Um, the Totoro Brothers, what are that? What are their names? Who? Mo and Josh Flatbush. <laughs> All right, this is going to be the one. You know, this is the one that you should get. Spike Lee got really high making this movie. This is the one that you should get. Okay. Robin Harris's name. Robin Harris. What? Robin Harris. That's not his name in the movie. It's not? I thought it was... Oh. Butterbean Jones. Wow, I feel stupid. Um, Sam Jackson was Madlock. Uh, yep. Leonard L. Thomas. Y- do you remember who Leonard L. Thomas was in uh, King of New York? He was the one who showed his bare ass. Yes, and his name is Rod. Um, Charlie Murphy has played Eggy. Uh, Diane Curl is the jazz club singer. And lastly, we have Ruben Blade, or Ruben Blades. That's how his, how his name is spelled. I mean, pronounced rather. Uh, he is the bookie that led to Giant getting the shit beat out of him. Yep. I mean, good to see him in this movie, by the way. It's good to see a lot of people in this movie. It's good to see Bill Nunn. Yeah, like, Bill Nunn, the science guy. Yeah, it's it's good to see <laughs> Charlie Murphy. Like, it's good to see a lot of people in this film who actually passed away. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of dead people in this movie. Yeah, so it was nice to see, like, just to see everybody, you know, in this film. And I still can't believe I didn't get Robin Harris' character right. Wow, I feel stupid. Eh, it's all good. Names th- names don't matter. You just like, well, this is the thing. The the, the black move is that's eh, Robin Harris. Uh, so here's some trivia about the movie. Okay. Denzel Washington and Wesley Snipes were trained to mimic the playing of the instruments that they play in the film, respectively a trumpet and saxophone, by musicians Terry Blanchard and Donald Harrison. Washington later admitted that if that he was lucky that he could play three notes of a simple tune um, prior to filming, but ended up being able to correctly mimic most of the, m- mimic most of the songs performed during the film, as did Snipes. So they 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 mimed um, good good musicians. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, Terrence Blatchard did the soundtrack for Princess and the Frog. That sounds about right. Yep. Um, Denzel's trumpet was played by Terrence Blanchard, uh, and uh, Bradford Marcellus plays the mm-hmm. sax for Wesley Snipes. The music you hear in the movie uh, when the actors are, quote-unquote, playing, was performed by Branford, uh, work, Branford's working band that was used on The Tonight Show yep. uh, and, and when Jay Leno took over in 1992. Oh, also Blanchard did. Wow, I forgot Blanchard did a lot of Spike Lee stuff too. 
because he yeah. did the five bloods he did if i'm not mistaken inside man black clansman yeah yeah he did most of his shit like 25th hour at a, at a certain point like yeah. it was the dad doing a lot of his stuff early on which mm-hmm. is a thing yeah and i think this might have been the falling out i think we so have had the yeah. falling out on this one because the, the the scores is very jazz centric and, and, and it's a it's a different energy with the music in this and the music and she's got to have it, for example. Yeah. Um, it, it's a different vibe. Uh, so the film was dedicated to actor and comedian Robin Hurst, who died um, after the film was completed. So before the film came out, he had already mm-hmm. passed. R.I.P. Um, Joey was Joey Lee is a uh, producer, writer, and director. Spike Lee's sister at the wedding. Her character is given away by uh, a character played by her father, Bill Lee. <sighs> she got married to she got married to Denzel on a boat. Yep. Now this <sighs> is interesting. Do you know who was up to play Clark, and uh, but turned it down because they didn't want to do the sex scenes? Holly Berry. Yes. And I think that's so weird considering the amount of sex scenes she did after this movie. This was in 1990, so she was 24. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, she she waited until 2001 to get them out. And with Swordfish? Yeah, Swordfish and then uh, Monster's Ball. But th- this is like 35 year old Holly Berry. Yeah. I think David Justice was, I don't know if David Justice was around or not. She dated Wesley at one point, right? Did she? I, I, I don't think know. So. Wesley was dating everything, if yeah. you know what I mean. His yeah. contract. <laughs> uh, behind the bill of the, the cover poster, posters of Do the Right Thing can be seen. That's nice. Nice little like, yeah, I got my shit there. Oh, that's because, what's his name? Sam Jackson was yeah. still the radio guy in this one, too. Which I thought yeah. was so fucking cool when I heard it. I was like, ah! That's a nice... uh little universe sequence going on so now this is this is little 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 shitty right here but i I get it uh permission to use the film's original title do you know the original title of this movie is going to be i do not a love supreme oh john coltrane yeah and alice coltrane denied it i i see why i can see why i mean would that have been better no, I like Mo Better Blues. That's a good. Um, sorry about that. That's a no, good but, title. It, it's a good title, but I mean, I Love Supreme is a really good title. Yeah, it is. It's fine. Uh, so, like, like I said before, this is the last film score by uh, Bill Lee. Um, uh, at around the twenty-eight minute mark, there is a sign uh, from a club that reads "Underneath the Underdog," which is a reference to. Yeah, this is a reference to jazz bassist and composer Charles Mingus and his autobiography of the same name. Yes, you did know there was a Charles Mingus song in the movie, also. There was, yep, it was Lester Young. Uh huh, yep. I was like, I was like, oh shit, I was like, Rob was smiling when he heard that song. You got damn right, I was. He was like, aha, uh. The, the book Indigo uh, is reading uh, when she starts going into labor is spiritual midwifery. <laughs> that was a smug sniff there. I know it was. Uh, Spike how many, is how weird. many Indigos do we know in real life? I know five. It's, it's a thing, right? You know, you know, do you know more Indigos or more uh, Clarks? More Indigos, of course. Yeah. 
And most of them are very attractive too. That's the, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> despite both actors appearing in more than one of Spike Lee films, uh, this is the only film where both uh, Denzel and Wesley Snipes appear together. Yep. The Totoro Brothers, obviously we know about that. Uh, when Spike goes over to bet with his bookie, um, it's revealed, it, 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 they review a real New York Post from uh, Friday, uh, September 29th, 1989. So they timestamped a little bit that the film was, uh, was, was done in 1989. To your point, uh, senior love daddy, Dr. Senior uh, love daddy, do, uh, senior, yeah, senior love daddy is the uh, DJ. Yep. Which was a good, that was a good touch. If, uh, on, good. if only they could have found a way to include Radio Raheem. Didn't just Bill Nunn is just in the movie as two different dudes. Yeah, well, Sam Jackson's in the movie as two different dudes. Well, one's a voiceover, though. Oh, yeah. You could said this was this dedicated to Radio Raheem. That would have been dope. That would have yeah. been dope. Or it's just like, you know, justice for Radio Raheem is just graffiti in the alley where Spike Lee's having the shit beat out of him. Yep. That'd be uh, very poetic, actually. It would. Uh, Wesley Snipes' character Shadow purchases a stack of John Coltrane CDs with an American Express card. When he shows the American Express card and smiles, the American Express gold card pal uh, been a member right since 1989. In 1989, Major League. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Major League. <laughs> <laughs> Never oh, home without it. <laughs> I wish you could have saw my face when I like. As you were saying this, I was like, oh, shit, Major League. Did you mark out a little bit there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a thing for me because I don't like time lapses when you got to do it lazily. Although the scenes take place approximately 30 years apart, the kids, uh, the same kids ask the exact same question in the open and in closing sequences. Those are the same kids. That was my least favorite part of the movie. The beginning. I, my least favorite part was Bleak's mustache. <laughs> his mustache was wild buns out of the collaborations between spike lee and denzel washington the other three being can you name the other three actually inside man malcolm x don't Ooh. botch it don't Ooh. botch it i know inside man i know malcolm x <sighs> this is not good uh big state rosario dawson oh fuck he got game what yeah, a, I, was, wow. I was like, yo, what are you doing? I know. <laughs> it's been a long day. So this is the first of those th- of their uh three their their four collaborations. Four core, yeah. Now, let's talk about some of our favorite uh scenes in this movie. Okay. I have a few, and I know that you have a few. Okay. Um, but I think was <laughs> you called it dirty macking, which is which is great. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I want to do it in chronological order a little bit. Can we talk about um, ho-tapping a little bit? That so you talking or Mo and Josh? Oh, and we two black men can't you have a dick, thought, man. No, because both of you is stupid. Why does it always got to be the white man? Stupid. Black man is God. Or not. I'm just thinking tired. You're 5% of Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee. not 5%. It's Milwaukee. It's 5%, 5% God. 5% of what, born? 5% of the population that knows what's going on. The true gods of this planet. The original Asiatic black man from Africa with knowledge of self. How great was that scene? First of all, I've never seen <laughs> I never saw a director corpse during <laughs> his own film. Like <laughs> this man describe, just describe corpsing to the people who don't know what you mean. Okay. So corpsing is is when you're having a serious moment in the film and somebody says something that's very funny and the character breaks. 
he and broke he character in his it. own damn movie. Yes. And he kept it in there, which is, I was like, Spike Lee, I love that. That was great. Which means somebody was improving. Charlie. And that's the thing. Like, that's, that's one of the reasons why, like, on Robcast, I like to make sure no one knows the stories because I want the authentic reaction. Yeah. So it's just because I, I started thinking about it. That show and kind of a little bit this one. I mean, we have some stuff that we go over, but for the most mm-hmm. part, the the exchange between whoever I'm doing the show with or whoever's doing the podcast is improvisational. Yeah, it's very much free jazz in it. Because I literally didn't know the major lead thing until you said it like that. Yeah. Uh, so hotepping is a thing. Um, I and and, and and feel free to chime in. Uh, I have multiple instances of shadow just being an asshole shit can i i i have a conspiracy in defense of shadow is that what you're about to do in defense of why wesley snipes and denzel washington never did another film because it's too much animal magnetism denzel got acted in this film did he i think so i think shadow outperformed him i don't know make the case because Wesley, like, Denzel was playing a very calm, cool, collected character. And Denzel oozes charisma regardless of the role. True. Wesley outshined him in charisma completely in this film. That's, okay, you know what? I'll give you that, and, and this is why I'll give you that. Okay. And I, I, I think you're mostly right. I, I think that this is Wesley, like, nigga, I'm sleeping in my car. I need to get on. Mm-hmm. It's like he's selling his moves the best. Po- he, he's not super selling, but he is selling his moves very well. He's good Dolph Ziggler, not overplay Dolph Ziggler. I was going to say, he's HBK in this movie. Oh, shit. Well, HBK against Hogan, no? Uh, HBK versus Brett before they started cl- like Okay, gotcha. Like that, yeah. That's fair. Um. So I want to say the first instance of that bullshit, that's what I'm going to call mm-hmm. it, that shadow bullshit, is when they're first performing yeah. and Shadow tries to do his own thing, he, he starts going into business for himself. Mm-hmm. Blake, just talk to the guy, right? Talk to him. And then he had to bring him back. Yeah. Which I've done on a podcast a few times. I I will say Blink reminded me a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> Spin it. Like but I, I don't want to throw shots or anything, but Blink reminded me of you. You had somebody who reminded me a giant and you, <laughs> the clashing of the heads. And who, who who's giant? <laughs> Is it somebody that's not talented? Oh my god. <laughs> That's so foul. Oh, wait till you hear the Robcast that, that we recorded yesterday. There's a lot of shade on there you about you. There's a lot of shade about Torn, and I recorded it with Torn. Oh, shit. Burr, burr, but it's good shade. Uh, See, you, I feel it, like I'll be left in your story. I'll you be know left what? in. You, you know what? You wouldn't be left. You you actually could. Yo, shit. Are you lightweight saying that Dan is fucking Shadow? I mean, uh, Greg is Shadow? No, fucking Torn is Shadow. No, yeah, Torn is Shadow. Oh, that's two on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> That is 200. He's going to be pissed about that. <laughs> He's like, fuck this nigga. <laughs> but Shadow's uh, my favorite character in the movie. Of course so, he is, because everybody wants to be Shadow just exactly. enough. Especially when he's like, yeah, pick up the phone. I want to hear this. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Like, he was so good in that movie, man. You know, you know, you know what they were missing? 
to have the full triumphant of crisp black men in uh, uh, Mo Better Blues, Larry. if they had a spot for Lawrence Fishburne to yep. pop up as like a rival band leader or something. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking you could have made, uh, at the time, he still go by Larry, right? Yeah, at the time, he was still going by Larry. Yeah. You, you could have, because I feel like, Wesley was taking some of uh, Jimmy Jump's energy of, I don't leave no witnesses. I yeah. don't leave no unfucked bitches. Uh-huh. That was his energy. Yeah. He was just, he's like, yeah, clock what it is. He just like fucking on a balcony. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> it's just dress shirts and asses. And it, but all his his arguments towards Bleak were reasonable. They No, they, they were like, yo, when we getting paid, like that whole yeah. sequence. What about the money, Shannon? What about the money? We want more. Are you the spokesperson for everyone, huh? Yeah. Even for left hands late again? But, the, you know, who's like, okay, who's the weak link in the band? I mean, it's kind of hard. I won't say Bill Nunn. No, who was it? You know who it was. It's Left. Yeah. Left was ridiculous, though. That's why I said I'm probably Left in your story. <laughs> oh, shit. No, no, see, the, the difference is you're never late. I'm talking about in a real way. Left was habitually late with oh, no yeah. reasoning. Gotcha. Gotcha. He just comes in there with his chick with a French cigarette in his fucking mouth. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> you like, mean the I fake this nigga? She's fake French. Let's be real. She was just oh, a chick from Brooklyn shit. that had a French accent. Yo, they shaded her. <laughs> you don't like her because she ain't a sister. It was great. That was a great scene. Especially um, when they put the black chick, like, the photo on his. He's like, get that away from me. That's your queen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just his his pomade or whatever was at what was his frizz level <laughs> are we going like what's the range here i know eric lasalle is probably 10 oh shit so i would say he's probably around school what, oh, days eight whoa so yeah um and your your scene of the dirty macking because that is the epitome of fuckboy shit. All Bleak cares about is Bleak. Is that so? Oh, so that is. I mean, just take a look around. It seems to me that all Shadow cares about is Shadow. Anything, anyone that overshadows him, he blocks him. Like me? Look, I'm supposed to be the leader of this motherfucker, not Bleak. It was great. And it I was so disloyal. I was so do that. <laughs> Of course you would, because you're a piece of shit. I see it. I see it happening. Hey, baby, you can sing. You should be on that stage. I may have done that, actually. <laughs> it's like, I feel like you got some talent. Yeah, you got some talent. You should be on that stage. Help me cultivate it. Look, also, here's my I, card. Like, when I have my band, you're going to be on that stage with me. Question. Was his business card his penis? Most likely, yes. Jesus Christ. Most likely. Uh, <laughs> So we got that in there. Um, I got two other ones that I think really work. Okay. Um, and it's another one that, that that I think that it's a scene, but it's a little bit later because it doesn't fall within scenes, but I think it's still worth the, uh, the attention. Uh, the L-O-V-E uh, music thing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as I travel through this great big country of ours, this U.S. of A., and being on the road as much as I do, I try to listen to a lot of the radio stations. It's amazing how many KISS or V-103 stations there are. Jesus Christ, did people run out of call letters or what? Come on. 
That was I good. think because that that that, that song had some uh, it, it, it was kind of a satire on what was playing like the whole top 40 and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they dubbed in Flavor Flay's voice at one point. Yeah, because Flavor Flay's voice was doing the universal part. So I, I like that. I, I like that yeah. thing. Um, but also Denzel was being Uncle Denzel briefly in that sequence. Denzel should never do spoken word slash rap ever again in a movie. No. That was bad. Like, that was really bad. Another reason why Wesley was the better actor in this movie. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. But 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 here's the thing. This is where I, I, I would posit that Denzel's acting uh, made up for a lot of the shortcomings because up until that point, when it gets to the dramatic scenes, when he's like, because at the point, Bleak is up. Right, and yeah. then when Bleak goes down, that's when he's doing his best acting. Yeah. Agreed. So when Giant gets the shit beat out of him in an alley, and Bleak is just and no one can keep up with him, I was like, "This is amazing!" And it's yeah. like the editing right there is mm-hmm. so good. That's when Spike is on point. Like when, when Spike is good, Spike is really good. But then Spike has those moments, like when we talked about the beginning and the end scene, where it's just like a very mundane dialogue speech. You're a sissy. I ain't no sissy. I'm coming outside when I finish playing. That makes you a sissy. I'm no sissy. And it's just like, ugh. The 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 full circleness of it all, and also we got to take into account the movie's thirty years old. Yeah. Now, if he tried to do that now, dead. But I, I I get what your your point is. I think I think the idea of casting the same people, it could have been the same conversation because mm-hmm. showing that that shift, I I think that's kind of poetic in that way. But it didn't really stick the landing in terms of execution. There, that's a lot of Spike movies too, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but this was one of those I, I I think I think people don't give him his flowers enough. I think intellectualized black people do this thing where they just they just don't acknowledge it. it's like, oh well you you're not doing this. Oh, this doesn't represent this. And it's like, look. I think I'm sorry, go but, ahead. No, go ahead. I would say I think you're absolutely right. He should get his flowers more because he did more than do the right thing. And right. I think do the right thing is I won't say it's like the white person's version, like the white image of Spike Lee. But people hated that shit when it came out. Of course they did, because it's, it set a message that they weren't ready to hear. And now it's being praised because the message still speaks true to this day, which is why I say it's the white image of Spike. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this film will always be remembered for the film that should have won an Oscar and didn't. That that's fair because it, it got it's funny. Like I was reading over it and it said it got mixed reviews, but it's like a seventy-one on Rotten Tomatoes though. Mm-hmm. So, so how's it mixed reviews when it's over seventy? Because around that time, you got to remember. Like, but I mean, it's still weird to still say it's mixed reviews despite yeah. being over seventy. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, because Mo Better Blues had quote unquote mixed reviews according to that logic. No, that's what I'm talking about. Mo yeah. Better Blues. Oh well, yeah. Like. I, I remember like in the early nineties in terms of uh, 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 do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I remember it being like a thing as a kid, right? I, I remember that being a thing that people just weren't fucking with it. Like it was a big controversy. And I yep. was like, what's the controversy? 
can 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 black people just do shit? Oh, oh, because mm-hmm. if you look back at 1986, right? Yeah, him and like Jim um, Jamarsh, uh, they they were like young indie film producers that were funding their own projects, mm-hmm. products rather, and well, projects rather, and nobody liked that shit. Yeah. And, and the fact that Spike being a black dude who I'll give him this and, and people don't really talk about it. He does not shy away from putting black shit in his movies. Of course not. Like well, it, you, when you watch, he's got a habit. What's the first thing that's in there? It's like something about black history. Yeah. Rosie Perez just boxing. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I'm talking about she's got a habit, though. Not do the right thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Spike in the eighties. I mean, because technically, this movie was was even though it came out in August, it, it was it, it was filmed in eighties. Yeah, um, in nineteen eighty nine. But I, I think that's the thing. Like, give a motherfucker that roses. Yeah, he had a really good run in the eighties. She's yeah, got to have mean, it. Mm-hmm. School days. The mm-hmm. do the right thing. I was told I still got to see School Days, and I've just been really. You never saw School Days. I can't, I've tried it. I got through about thirty minutes, and I just started watching something else. It's really good. And it really makes me upset that Larry Fishburne was not in Mo Better Blues. I, mean, we talk I, keep, about I keep hearing because that I'm I'm Larry Fishburne that I need just to watch it because that's him as most Fishburne. Yes, he is. Yes. All right, then I'll give it. Yeah. I'll give it the respect. And you will love Giancarlo Esposito in that movie. Oh, I I did. I, I mean, okay. I, I the little bit I saw, I was like, this dude is great. You will <laughs> love Giancarlo in that movie. As I like when people are just leaning into being villains. Yes, because. And that's what made Wesley so special. And you know, I feel like, and this is probably this is just speculation on top of my head. I think Chadwick probably saw before he did my rainy. Mm-hmm. I feel like he took a lot from Wesley in this movie when he did his character in my rainy. I think I think he took some of it. I think yeah. uh he took some of that, but it's it's somebody else that I'm thinking of too. Um when he's being as cocky as he is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He's taking from shadow. Yeah. But when he's doing the thing of just this vulnerability that's there, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on where that's coming from. It might be a little bit of, and I hate to give him points because he kind of sucks, but it might be some Columbus short in there from, uh, what was that? Cadillac records. Who did he play Cadillac? He was, um, little Walter. Oh, Wow. I have to rewatch that. And he like died tragically and shit. It was it was fucking terrible. But that that vulnerability and maybe is it's just a thing of the broken musician that is lightweight being exploited. And it's like they kind of know it, yeah. but they are hoping for better than that. Yep, that's what I get from. And it's it kind of symbolic of Wesley in that time frame, like you were talking about. Like yeah, yeah. Wesley isn't the guy he is just yet. And he's still scraping, you know, not scraping the bowl. He's not the guy he'll be in like two years. Yeah, because he just fucking blows up and he becomes Nino Brown. Yeah, he's like Nino Brown and he's in like Passenger 50. That's what I watched that week too, Passenger 57. Nice. I was doing, my Koofy grew. (laughs) Manifest Koofy. It came out of my forehead and it was just like, Dr. Umar Johnson. And (laughs) it was there. All right. Uh, so now, now we can talk about we can talk about Spike's sister a little bit, and then we can get into what works and what doesn't work. Now, question: yeah. Does Spike's sister fall into this segment? Yes. All right, then so we can what? put it in the segment. I okay. want to talk about what works and what doesn't work in this movie. Okay. You can do what doesn't work. I'll do what I think works. Okay. What I think works is that scene 
because I th- uh, it, it's bleak basically practicing all of the stuff that takes in there to be a musician. Clark, what time is it? One o'clock p.m. And what does that mean? That means you're practicing. That's right. It means I'm practicing. And if you know I'm practicing and you know I don't finish practicing until two o'clock, which is for at least another 60 minutes, why are you buzzing my buzzer? Because I want to see you. What? What does that supposed to mean? That means let me up. And who are you? I'm Clark. How many times do I have to tell you? I have a certain amount of time allotted for daily practice. You know this, yet you consistently overlook my program. That the whole you you got a schedule and you maintain you like clockwork. Yep. And I think that's when he said it's a dick thing. Um, I think that especially with the the podcast that I've been doing is you, you people just think oh well you're playing an instrument you're good no motherfucker you're working yeah. you're always working on your shit mm-hmm. and no like I don't know anything about a, a trumpet saxophone anything along those lines right but noticing that ultimately what happened in that fight. He got his lips fucked up. Yeah. That's his bread and butter. Yeah. It was very and he kept sim- like chapsticking that shit during the schedule. And every time you saw him, he had chapstick. Mm-hmm. He was making sure his lips was on point. Yep. And it was a lot of foreshadow. I remember when him and Clark had sex. She and bit she his bit lip. the lip. Yeah. yeah. He was like, you don't fuck up the money. Yeah. Love that line. But yeah. That's why that's why I tell people, like, look, don't be don't be trying to kiss my throat. That's where all my power comes from. So what do you have that you think doesn't work? We, we, we'll tit for tat here. Okay. Um, I guess I can just go into the controversy. Of the go ahead, film. spin it. So the anti-Semitism accusations that was coming up around this time. Because of the uh, because of the brothers? Yeah, the Flatbush yeah. and... Uh, yeah, Mo and Josh. Yeah, and then the Anti-Defamation defam- you know, League. Anti-Defamation, after, yeah. Yeah, came after them. Because they thought it was anti-Semitic and stereotyping. And I didn't really see a huge problem with their characters, per se. I mean, you could put any race into that role and they'll be the slimy, sleazy. Um, but why were they Italian then? Well, yeah, I'm saying you could do that with any character. That's why I'm going at with that. But I, no, get- no, I, mean, I mean, what I'm saying is, why did they have to be Jewish? Yeah, well, I agree. Because with the you. actors are, if the actors were Jewish, I think their argument goes away a little. Their argument, not yours. I yeah. think you're right. Mm-hmm. But I think their argument goes away if two Jewish actors are like, you know what, we'll play this. Yeah, but them being Jewish, it striked a very huge. Con- well, it wasn't a huge, con- it was a controversy. No, it's in IMDb that that's an issue. And yeah. also, one of the things with Spike you have to look for because Spike is. Headstrong. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm speaking purely. Spike does his films like it's a film school class. If that makes sense. I actually agree with that, but I'm listening. So he, when he shoots from a certain angle, he's doing something. He talked about this in his masterclass thing, uh, and he shoots them at an angle that kind of makes them look shitty. Yeah. And the other thing, in in, in terms of the anti-Semitism, they are they're money grabbers. Yeah. They're finessing him out of money. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. And he still never apologized for that. He he will never apologize for no. that. Yeah. Um, because it's not like it wasn't a thing. It, 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 but I think in the climate of what was going on in New York, I, I, I feel like 
that was when uh, people were calling things very anti-Semitic places like Jaime Town and shit like that, which is mm-hmm. wild problematic. Extremely. So, I mean, yeah. And the other thing is, you, you part of it is you can't be an opinionated black person or what have you, let alone be someone that's like, oh, this is what I'm putting there. This is my artistic expression. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't work. I think I think these guys are recast. Um, I think they're left more vague. Uh, I think he used the Jatoro brothers because that was probably the only people. Well, no. Well, he he already had uh, uh, John Jatoro from Do the Right Thing. So yeah, I think they were just like, hey, you know, collaborative. Like we'll put you know get you in. But he's he's probably getting his brother work. John's mm-hmm. probably getting Nick work. Yeah. It's like, look, I'll take it, you know, for scale. But if can my brother be in it as well for scale? Basically, sure. yeah. I think he probably wrote Mo. I mean, I'm out. Josh for mm-hmm. you know to appease John Turturro. So yeah, I think that that's one of those things. Um, and now, granted, they're the one. They're not in the movie that long either. No. So it's like for minimal provocation. Fuck this. Yeah. I would say it was probably what 10 15 minutes of screen time. Probably, probably less. less probably less yeah. than that. Yeah. It it might have been 5 to 7 minutes of screen time. They yeah. they popped up I think three different times. And I think if you take what the appearance of them is out of it because I I don't know if they said purely that they're Jewish but they are playing up those Jewish rhythms, those New York Jew rhythms to be specific. Yep. They just seem like shady promoters more than anything else. Mhm. All right. Uh I'm going to go with what works now. Okay. I think left hand Lacey works. Cause you always got that one dude that you're like, all right, we, we can't really do this without you. And you're really good at what you do, but you got a lot of bullshit with you. <laughs> every movie or every depiction of a band always has that one dude. Yeah. And this is one of the earlier versions, at least in my experience, because mm-hmm. you know, I was what five when this movie came out of like recognizing like yeah that's always some fucking shit bag that's just so damn talented it's like look i'm i'm a fight i'm a fire damn you played well yesterday i'm a fire your ass man left hand put your cigarette away and stop playing yeah i like giancarlo does a good job like yes i feel like giancarlo's another guy well lately he's been getting his flowers but like his early work it goes extremely underappreciated yes so yeah, he did good for this, and he yeah, definitely and I, fit the role to the T. I, I think because he had question. This is this is going to be a little rough. Okay, is he the black Rob Schneider. No, I'm saying this because he can play multiple ethnicities. I will, and s- people didn't know which way to take him. Is, is what are you? Are you black? Are you Spanish? And he's neither. He's like. Italian Dutch. So he's a less famous version of The Rock. The Rock leans into that a little harder. I, I'm saying John Carlo will definitely say, "Oh, I'm Dominican." It's like what? Hot, what? Like you remember Fresh? Yeah. Oh my gosh. He was great <laughs> in Fresh. Yeah. Uh, you, don't, you don't want no eats. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I will say, Left Hand had the most style in that film too. Yes, he had all of the drip. Yes. So I feel like he was wearing his wardrobe that was left over from King of New York. He's like, these are my Sunday fits. Yep. <laughs> he was going to church after every shoot. He's like, look, man, because he's not in the movie a lot either. Mm-mm. Uh, he has like what, what, four do you, what, scenes. 
What else do you have that doesn't work? All right, let's get into it. Spin it. I don't like Indigo. You don't like her as a character. You don't like her acting. You don't like, is it colorism? What, what's your issue? Um, I didn't get a colorism vibe from it. I'm shading you because you're light skin. I know. I know. I, I found it very weird when Spike directs his sister. I don't like him having a sister naked. That was the one scene that kind of just threw me off. Cause I was like, I know Spike is a titty guy. I think Jesus we both. Jesus Christ. Am I wrong? No, you're not. I mean, like, I saw Rosario's jumblies and that was great. I was like, all season two of She's Gotta Have It on Netflix was just straight titties. I don't think he was too involved in that season, though, because the, the I refused to watch that season. Yeah, it was just a lot of straight. Like, the first episode was like nine sets of titties everywhere. Where's but, the strap? <laughs> shout out to Heaven Hunter. But, oh. Um, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, it she just doesn't work for me. Um mm-hmm. I think when you are in a movie with Denzel, it's kind of intimidating. Oh, no. Be, are you saying she has to be prettier? No, no. Okay. I definitely wasn't going there. She's nice looking. But um, I just felt like she was, I won't say the lack, but when you're in a room with Denzel, it kind of brings out the worst in others. Who could you have replaced acting. her with? Mm, around that From time. that era. I mean... It's not fair to do this. No, please. It, it won't be fair. I mean, you could replace her with, I would say, Angela would do it. Oh, my God. You're, that's just low-hanging fruit. I, that's I, knew that's you what I said. It. You can't do that. But I'll say Robin Givens could do it. No. Really? You don't, no, don't not Indigo. Her. Not Indigo. She would probably be. She's more Clark than Indigo. Yeah. And you got to uh, have the light skin, dark skin dynamic, too. Yeah. Let's see. Actresses from the nineties, eight like late eighties. <sighs> Fuck, I, yeah, I I don't know. I I think you're right. Because, I think like, but I think also Spike is looking out for family, so you gotta get your sister over. I'm trying to think. Yeah, you can't use Alfred Water. <laughs> oh God, it's like <laughs> whose mother is this? Thank you for being a friend. Stop. Uh, I don't know. Vivica A. Fox would have been. No, she's no, not for Indigo. Not for Indigo. No, she's a little too on. She's too much. She's Clark to a T. Uh, Candy Alexander wouldn't work. No. You know who you would have needed? An oh. older Cree Summer. Slightly older. I like that. Oh, yeah. for Indigo, then you probably have to change. Um, Clark to a dark skinned woman, which will probably yeah. be even a little bit more problematic because it's Wesley and her. Yeah, yeah, let these black motherfuckers get it, get it in together. <laughs> oh no, uh, you might be do Rachel True. I like Rachel True, that's a good role for Rachel True, but then Rachel True and Rachel True is like mid brown, they're not light. The Cree Summer's light, but she's not. Yeah. Now you know who would be too. You know who'd be too uh, light, but and she's probably a little too young. Uh, what is her name? Fucking. Um, who was she? Who was she? Uh, no, you want to say Tracy Ellis? No, 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 no. Okay. Wasn't a known commodity, really. I was about to say that would be a little too I don't early. Know. I, th- I think I think we're not really good at recasting that because it would be it would be rough. I mean, we could recast the whole film now. 
do you, oh, do you want to try it? After, after, after. Okay. Yeah. They might hire us. Uh, all right. I have one last thing. <laughs> Alfie Woodard. God damn it. I'm just scrolling down through 90s actresses. That's and I'm what just I'm saying. saying. Oh, you know who works? You know who would work? Who is the knockoff Robin Gibbons from Girl 6? Trishina Arnold? That's not Trishina oh, Arnold. Oh, fucking, what's her name? I'm having Teresa a rough Russell. day. Teresa Russell. Teresa Randall. Teresa Randall. And yeah. she played Jordan's wife. She would work because she was in Girl 6, which was a Spike Lee movie. She was also in Sugar Hill. That's true. With, 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 and yeah. Yeah. With, with, with uh, Dude. And, Wesley. King, and she was in King of New York. Yeah, she was. Rock a bob, baby. See, it works. She was available. What? But you just need to say, look, do the big shot, baby. But I think I think Spike was looking out for a sister. I, I'm gonna put that as could have worked, should have worked better. Yeah, it's just I it's his family. Yeah, well, my only issue is when you see them in the same, you know, scenes, it's like yeah. well, that scene too is just like, yeah. But you can tell. Denzel's on a whole nother level and Stop. this is not a slight on Joey because she does good it's just but it's kind of a thankless role too but yeah. when, they, when he comes back for his redemption arc for his uh his face turn mm-hmm. after his face turned to like roast beef or whatever uh he needs her and all of this stuff and it's like I, I don't know who you could have had. Like, they, like, like, what's the archetype there for 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 Indigo? Who's oh, the archetype? I mean, you were on the money with Cree Summers. Yeah, but she just has to be be darker. That's the that's the one thing about it. And I don't know if that person existed in 1990. We'll come back to that. We'll come back. To <laughs> you that. know, Tempest Bloodsell. <laughs> Because honestly, you could put a model like Cinda Williams is great as Clark and she's really good. You could honestly replace her role with a model like Tyra Banks or something and it still Ta- works. Tyra Banks would have been too young. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She would have been too young. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I think he was looking out for a sister, but to be opposite Denzel, I completely agree with you. Yeah. This is the last thing that I think works. Robin Harris works. Uh, he's just, he's just free jazzing up there, just doing his thing. And this, this nigga was just dying while filming and he's just getting it. I'm a trisexual. (laughs) Shout out to Mr. C. (laughs) It is ridiculous. I I do like that one sequence where they're at the party and, or the post show, what have you. Yes. That's my energy regularly. He was like, I'll suck a wet doorknob. I was like, what is happening? This is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, All right. So lastly, in this, uh, I like to do what's the legacy of the movie? Um, But I'll frame it this way. Uh, Would you want to see this movie remade as a film, as a series, or not touched? That's kind of hard because I think a lot of black jazz like films are very unexplored in like what direction you can go in. Like as much as I love my Rainey, a lot of these films have the same direction of that one band member who mm-hmm. gets tired of the band. And it's like, it's time to move on. Like I need a you know fresh start or something, but I think you can remake it. The problem is it's going to be very hard to find a cast as strong. I think you, I think you could, um, in, in looking at it, who actually had any, any, any real pull at that time? 
in terms of the actors. Denzel, maybe. Denzel, yeah. So there's people to be gotten. Yeah, it's just when you look at this cast, you see three A-listers like starting out is Denzel, Wesley, and Sam. And it's just like, holy shit, the supporting cast is like an NBA all-star team. Yeah, but this is like when they're still in like sophomores in college, though. Yeah. So I think that they're because these motherfuckers are dying out like fucking uh, Denzel's in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, Wesley's in his 60s and uh, Sam Jackson's in the 70s. So one would I I don't want them to be British dudes, you know, because uh, it's not a slight against like British actors, anything along those lines. But it's like, all right, you could have one. You can have a British dude that's left hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. Uh, So go to straight recasting. Yeah, let's go to recasting. Okay. I feel like you got to type in young black actors for bleak. And you're probably going to hate me. Oh, God. Lakeith works as bleak. Fuck that. Are you for real? You know who I'm going with? Who? <laughs> I'm going with his son. Fuck it. John David? You got damn right. That's so too on the nose, but I'll stick with it. Okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go right on the nose. Okay. So who would be Shadow? <laughs> I can see you know what's David funny? Kalua. <laughs> David Kalua. I ain't gonna do that. That's you know what? Okay. Ashton Sanders. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Oh, you but know what? We can go Jonathan Majors for anybody, by the way. You can actually no Jonathan Majors as Shadow is perfect. That's that would be fine. Okay, yeah. okay. So far, we we got our two guys. So far, Bill Nunn could be played by Brian Tyree Henry. Bill Nunn should be played by me. Uh, okay. Bottom Hammer. Fair enough. <laughs> Let's not call it Bottom Hammer. We got to call him something else. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I feel like Dominique Fishback Fishback could be Indigo. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay. I had All someone right. else in mind, but I'm okay with that. What do you that. have? What do you have? Um nah, because I was gonna say Issa. Nah, she's 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 36. Nah. I mean John Davis 30 what? He's also 36. Yeah. But it's more of the Denzel son more than he's a young you. actor, but okay, that's fair. Um, Indigo, Whew. you got a list for that. I have an idea for. I, I, well, well, we already got Indigo. Oh, Fishback. Not Indigo. I meant Clark. I'm sorry. Clark uh, can be Zendaya for all I care. After She's the, in it. after the big fuss you made <laughs> about Malcolm and Marie. You know, I didn't have a lot to say about that movie, actually. You had you hated the age gap. Yeah, that was about it. But mm, fair. Uh, okay, Jeremy like Smollett. Then it's just going to be fucking Lovecraft Country. You wanted to be that? Uh, I like Zendaya in the role. Okay. I can do that. I was thinking of a, a bad black actress, and I was like, "Oh no, I don't want Megan Good." <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> that would have been bad. But no, Zendaya works. Zendaya works. Okay. Uh, hmm. Finding actors is hard. Left hand Lacey. Uh, mm. Like I said, he has to. He he can be British. That one, I'll I'll give it to uh, what's his the name from Bridgerton. <laughs> no, I know the perfect guy for him. <laughs> he won't be light skinned no more though. 
Who? The actor from Snowfall. Damon sure, Idris? Sure. Yeah, that I like them better. Okay, you know what? I, I took into what you said into account. I'm going to replace <sighs> Bleak with Stephen James. Okay. Bill Street can talk. You should be all over this. Yeah. Then you know what? Can I exchange your indigo with Kiki Lane or no? Is, how is Kiki Lane like older? Because we're we're trying to go younger. I only made that change to go younger. Okay, let's. I think Kiki Lane's in her twenties. I don't know. I'm looking. I don't know enough now. about her. But are you just trying to recast Bill Street? Yeah. Well, she is thirty. She'll be thirty at the end of the year. That's fine. That's she fine. works. Yeah. Well, I like I like her in everything she played in, and I like Dominic Fitchback too. You know what? You can actually gender swap one of them. No, let's not do that. Okay. We're, we're not we're not trying to appease dickheads. Okay, fine. <laughs> we're not trying to do everything for everyone. We're just trying to recast this movie gotcha. with young, talented people. Okay, so who plays Butterbean Jones? Uh, so it has to be a comedian that's a little older than everyone. Yeah. He's not quite washed. Do we still need a fat dude? You know what's sad? Bernie Mac would have been perfect for that. You know how I replace him with? Who? I would put Brian Tyree in that role. Because you need someone that's kind of a curmudgeon. I can see that. He will play that role perfectly, too. You need a curmudgeon. And you know, you know who Lakeith can play? Lakeith can play left hand. Yeah. Have him do some weird bullshit with his hair. Because he's <laughs> always... The way he plays this shit is he's always kind of not there. Yeah. That's why I say he can be bleak, too. Because his charisma... Like, bleak is a very... How do I put it? Bleak doesn't have to speak the ooze charisma. And that's what Lakeith is also. So we that's why I was up. up. I want to I replace. I, I, I think I found the perfect indigo. Okay. Letitia Wright. I like that. I like that. That works a, a little too well, doesn't it? Yeah. You know who? I, I, I know who Hammer is. Who? Winston Duke. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Am <laughs> I, I wrong? You. That's a good one. He's a beefy dude. You know what's sad? This movie is so over budget right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you want me to do you want me to swap? I can go Zazie Beats. For, that's <laughs> that so- just goes to show you how many of these black people actually just work together in the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> but they're talented, you know. They're very talented. Yeah. So uh I think I think we got a recasting here on our hands. Yeah. I think we could I think we could make this. So would it be a movie or would it be a series? It'll be definitely a movie. I don't think yeah. you need a series for jazz. But I think it has to be, I think it can't be with a streaming platform because they have a habit of, with few exceptions, making shit just seem just less, less good. Like coming to America too? I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard bad things. I, I'm i mixed on it. I think people, well, that's a whole different show, but. Yeah, that's a whole different show. Yeah. So, uh, Ultimately, how how often do you think people should watch this movie? That's that's the last question I got. How often do you think? Is it at every five years? Is it part of a DVD pack? And it's like, yo, you might as well get through it. Is it, I watch this every Black History Month. What kind of, you know, how how frequently should a person watch this movie or revisit this movie? Well, I will say your miles will vary. Um, I think if you're a Spike Lee lover, this is an essential watch. Anytime you watch Spike Lee films. If you're not, if you don't like Spike, like Spike Lee stuff is like, I just want to see the basics. I probably would have recommend this. 
I would recommend this as one of the rare instances where Denzel Washington gets to be a sexual object because he's usually not that in movies. Well, touche, touche. I know you're going to cut this min- this film down by 15 minutes and it would have been fine. Um, yeah, you could have done without the... Maybe that I like it, but maybe the post scene he has to play baseball with his dad. But you can cut some scenes down. Yeah, you can cut out a sex scene. Maybe I don't know. You could have cut the the uh, indigo sex scene. I I did not want to. I felt like I did he just not don't like dark skin tit. You know who I replace with indigo? It would be some chick with a wolf tattoo. Jesus, thought you was. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the girl from Queen of Slim. And I no, no, like, no, 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 go on. I would have turned. For that. I would have. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, but I would have turned this stream off if you said Jody Turner Smith. She already. <laughs> oh, isn't she like engaged or married to Joshua Jackson? Yes, she is. All right. She trashed black men too, which I thought was kind of interesting. I'm out. That was all I got. Uh, <laughs> so, so where can they where can they check you out, Greg? And uh, tell the fine folks where to check out all of these other great podcasts on MTR Podcasts. You can find all of these great podcasts on mtrnetwork.com for your latest and greatest podcast with all the content that you could possibly find on one website. You you're really struggling through that. I appreciate oh, it. Sorry. Uh, this is going to be uh, let's watch it again. Um, check out Mastermind Team's Robcast, as as Greg said, on all of the pl- platforms, and check out Getting to the Truth in This Art um, on all of those platforms as well. Greg, what's your social? Where can they check you out if they want to leave you hate mail or say hi or send me nudes? Um, you can send me. Don't do that. They'll they'll send you stills from She's Got to Have It of those titties you didn't want to see. That's cold. That's so. See, cold. you did it. Well, fine. You can find me at unofficially underscore black underscore MTR on Instagram. And if you want to, I'm just getting the hang of Twitter. I'm still trying to learn how to use it. You can find me on Twitter at Yorameshi1. And if you understand who Yorameshi is, you're amazing. I I don't don't follow you on uh, Twitter. That's cool. I have have three accounts and I don't follow you on either of them. That is depressing. I I do follow you. I didn't know you had an account. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, you're like 13 years too late, but I didn't know. So you can find me at Lord Lee MTR on the tweets and on the gram. And you can check out Let's Watch It Again on IG. Uh, That's the uh, page dedicated to all of the movies we have up and you can see everything we have there and check out, subscribe, like, share, all of that good stuff. And for Greg and all of the fine folks at MTR Podcast, I'm Rob Lee saying watching those damn movies folks.